0: On behalf of the Muhyiddin ibn Arabi Society, I would like to welcome all attendees to the first seminar of our 2024 online series. Let us give a warm welcome to today's speaker, Professor Dr. Pablo Beneto. Many of you may already be familiar with Pablo, thanks to his deep involvement in studying and sharing the works of Muhyiddin ibn Arabi. His efforts include writing, lecturing worldwide, and co-organizing international conferences. In fact, I did a quick internet search, and I could see that uh, if you do an internet search, it will bring up many articles and videos that highlight Pablo's insightful contributions to the understanding of Ibn Arabi's teachings. Uh, currently. Pablo holds the position of Professor of Translation and Interpretation at the University of Murcia in Spain. And since 2011, he has been a key figure in the Muhyiddin Ibn Arabi Society Latina, serving the Spanish, Portuguese, and Italian-speaking communities. Pablo's exploration of Ibn Arabi's work began during his doctoral studies in Arabic at the University of Madrid. He has since developed a significant part of his life to examining, editing, and translating Ibn Arabi's texts, which helped greatly enhancing our comprehension of these works. Mm-hmm. His notable English publications include Contemplation of the Holy, uh, Holy Mysteries of Cecilia Twinge, and for Anka Publishing, he has co-authored uh, the seven days of the heart and patterns of contemplation with Stephen Helstenstein. And he has many other publications. I'm just merely highlighting the recent one, um, that kind of comes to my mind. And uh, we are eagerly anticipating his upcoming book, also with Anka Publishing entitled The Secret of God's Most Beautiful Names. Uh, The translation of the two books I mentioned earlier, which which are The Seven Days of the Heart and Patterns of Contemplation, are remarkable for their thorough research and deep insights into the mystical uh, science of letters uh, incorporating numerical and geometric symbolism. And today, Pablo will shed light on a lesser-known piece by Ibn Arabi, Manzil al-Manazil, where he will delve into Ibn Arabi's symbolic use of the science of numbers, to interpret Quranic verses. Um, Without further ado, and with everyone keen to hear from Pablo himself, please join me in heartily welcoming Professor Dr. Pablo Benito. The floor is yours, Pablo, thank you.
1: Hi everyone and and, uh, hi everything, I must say as well, because we are going to deal with a text that quite literally deals with everything as as we are going to see. First of all, thank you so much for the organizers of of this forum, of these uh, talks. May God bless you all, and uh, especially to Chris Randland, who has been so kind for your nice presentation now, and also because she has been following in every step the the process of organizing this this talk. Very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> Now it's, a, it's really joyful to be in this context because in this kind of gathering, when it was presencial or later on digital uh, as well, uh, that's a space where I have been learning and experiencing so much that is really a very significant part of my life and inspiration. So it's always a real pleasure to be here among so many friends and to be able to discuss things I love as we as we all do. In particular, today, we are going, I gave the title, Keys to the Cipher, and this deciphering is also quite uh, literal because we are going to discuss a number of ciphers. Um, in particular, there are uh, three or four numbers that are 19, 34, 36, which is also a, a shorter version of 300 100 Sorry, 360 degrees of a circle. And, uh, and uh, the main themes we are going to cover include the notion of Mansil and the, the mansions that are correlated with the Quranic surahs, as it, as it is already known. And also the main subject of the fahwaniyya, the divine direct speech will be a, will be a main topic. And, uh, and also uh, the idea of of journey the the mirage the night journey the pilgrimage uh, in the double movement of a descent and the and the ascension so this is the framework for the exposition of today i i will in principle i will not use uh, powerpoint nor images apart of my personal face and the And the sounds uh, of words, but uh, I, you are welcome to use the, the point of power of your imagination because as I, as I will introduce a number of images, it's interesting that you get open to represent that within yourselves. It can be, it can get a little bit breathtaking because I will discuss a, a huge number of things. And any of those would need more time or space to become really clear you you will get that later on, hopefully in the in the written article accompanying uh, the the topic but uh, for the time being i I recommend that uh, you relax empty your hearts for for this uh, to to welcome this kind of symbolic experience of a book that is as so many other the writings of the sheikh if not all of them, uh, has been conceived as a device, as an art craft for contemplation. So, let's not struggle with the difficulty of certain topics or images and be open to grasp whatever is given to our imagination during my exposition. Okay, so we are going to discuss this book that has got several titles, in fact, the one I, I gave is the most common one because it has been published like that in the three existing editions I know. Uh, and it is the Kitab Mansil al-Manasil al So the book of the, let's call the Mansil mansion or station, the book of the mansion that gathers the keys to all mansions of, uh, of the divine direct speech. That could be a possible translation. This book is also called, as we are going to see, the Book of 19, one of the few books whose title is a number, and um, one of the few writings in which it not really so much focus on a numerical perspective of in, in his hermeneutics. Precedents of this, of this work I'm sharing with you. So first of all some previous editions appeared of the of the work in Arabic and they were not really critical they were useful at the moment but not easy to read the book is quite quite difficult to read very esoteric highly esoteric very coded and the edition of Said al Fattah for example was not really uh, solving the problems of the text the second edition appeared, and recently, and that has been a motivation for this for this uh, research of mine. The uh, critical edition of uh, Abdel Aziz Sultan Al mansur recently appeared in the 17 or 18. Sorry, I have not the the notes. And uh, this uh, edition, uh, just think that this this. Uh, wonderful editor. He has produced such amazing editions as the Futuhad, the, the recent Futuhad Makiya who is the basis for Eric Winkle's translation. And he has published this uh, amazing edition of the D1 Al-Ma'arif, including uh, the known poetry by Ibn Arabi. So a main, a main edition, but with uh, some uh, problems. In fact, I guess the problem is that uh, Abdelaziz Sultan, he had no knowledge, apparently, of the existent commentaries on this book produced by Michel Shodkiewicz, who was probably the first uh, deeply writing about about the text in his An Ocean Without Show. So there are multiple pages there unveiling the basic structural uh, uh, context of the Mansil. So as he was studying also the fourth section of Futuhat called the section of the mansions, the section uh, of the stations, Fasl al-Manasil, he was also in connection to that commenting on the, on the similar nature of the, of the Mansil al-Manasil. Also, in correspondence with Chapter 22 of Futuhat, who deals with the same issue, the same 140 manasil stations mansions connected to the 114 surah of the Quran. So, in this uh, in this writing by by it was very interesting how he perceived the significance. Of the fact that in the Fasl al Manasil, uh, the author in Narabi follows a reverse order. And he starts by commenting or by by writing his uh, uh, chapter on, on the last surah, and he ends up this section by commenting on the first surah. While in the Mansil and in chapter twenty two, the procedure is going from the first to the last we are we are going to see that the Mansil is more complex than this but we have this double path which already announces the significance of a double perspective connected to a double miarash the ascension the first of all the descent of the divi- divine world in the process of creation reaching the final uh, creation that is human beings so the wow so the last of the of the suras the Surah to Nas, connected to human being, to people, and then the other process from from people, from the human being to the origin of of uh, the fahuaniya, of divine speech, thus up to the Fatiha, to the opening, to enlightening, and to the to the beginning. We are going to see that this double process is connected to very much to the spirit of, of the Mansil. Yes, and I was saying that uh, uh, Al-Mansoub, unfortunately, does not not seem to have been uh, able to read Shotkevich, nor the contributions later on of uh, Abdelbaki Miftah, who is one of the greatest specialists on the science of numbers, particularly in the works of Ibn Arabi. Uh, he devoted a couple of writings in the In the same way as chotkewicz did before, but going uh, going deeply into some aspects of the text, for example, he provided in in the when analyzing the the manasil the mansil al manasil he would provide a clear relation of the number of every state or oh, sorry of the name of every station with uh, the particular verse the particular expression within the surah that correlates to that title. So this will be also included in my in my study. And among other main contributions of Abdel Miftah is that he solved out one of the enigmas appearing in chapter twenty two, which is the, let's say, um, really close to the to the spirit and intention of the Mansil al Manasil, although as we'll see, very different there there is a mention of a mysterious number who is uh, who is the number of of the of the matrices of all sciences and is the number 129600 sciences this is the total of them of the matrices of sciences and when you read such an enigma in a in the context of a visionary experience by the sheikh, well, that's one of the occasions when you get perplexed. And fortunately, Abdelbaki he's a mathematician as well, and he clearly perceived that if you multiply 360, which is the number of the degrees of a circle, right, by 360, then you get the, the number I just said, which is the total of the sciences that, so then they apply to the degrees of a circle multiplied by itself. This is a detail that already uh, announces how deeply this kind of text is a a contemplation of the relationship of symbolic numbers as the basis for a particular uh, procedure of hermeneutics that is really connected to this spirit of, of dynamic contemplation. So, in a sense, uh, we are dealing with a geometry of understanding the life of numbers and letters within the text. I was saying that, uh, so anyway, these, these two previous works or writings on the Manziel and Manasseh were extremely significant, but uh, of course both authors were dealing with a huge number of different things and they did not focus further on in solving uh, so many um, possible uh, things to deal with in the in this amazing work which is quite a, it's a very rich one it's a it's a book that i you feel it is breathtaking when you approach it and if you persist then you start feeling that it is also breathtaking and it's a very joyful experience because it as as your mind gets gets perplexed then you you plunge into this uh, presence of of contemplation and and numeric symbols get alive. Yes, so let me let me explain. Oh, of course, I wanted also to mention that uh, Eric Winkle did already translate, of course, chapter twenty-two. So for those interested in getting a taste of the kind of writing. Uh, they can go back to Futuhat and read this chapter. Um, although it is very um, very close to the Mansil, it is also very different. Introduction and final sections are really different. And uh, one would say that in order to read any of them properly, you need to know both texts because one one uh, explains or enlightens aspects of the other, and so forth. They are extremely complementary and at the same time very independent. Uh, so one of the one of the contributions, one of the main contributions of Mansil and Manasil in relation to the chapter in Futuhat is that it devotes most in Arabic devotes most of the text to count the distances in between one Mansil and the other, the distances among the manassil. And he did so in such a detail, so that he would say, okay, in the first major mat- matrix mansil, uh, we have this particular mansil and to the next one in this main mansil there are so many mansils between. And he will do so in very different ways. So he comes from the first, he comes from the second, and establishes a lot of distances. These distances are presented at the beginning, with the with the written name of the numbers, but immediately afterwards they start appearing with the abjad code of the of the number, so that uh, there in between a mansil and another there will be ta uh, stations. So ta would be nine, for example. Now uh, Abdelbaki Miftah did follow this in detail, so distances were solved out. My personal experience, as uh, it would be the case for many other readers of Ibn Arabi, is that during my life, several times, I tried to read that book. So I approached this Risala in previous editions, and then I, I, you start, and then you don't find the, the pattern. You start following, and then you say, well, this, this is not coherent, I, might, I don't get it, I'm lost. Numbers do not work properly. And then you forget it and you say, okay, in the future. So kind of a few months ago, I decided that it was the time to go, to go into it. And without uh, reading Abdelbaki, uh, I decided to solve all issues by myself so that I could get more conscious of the ultimate difficulties of the text. Then I was checking with Abdelbaki and, and, uh, and so I, I realized we, I reached the same conclusions he already he was already offering, and but I could understand many difficulties he was not pointing to. Some of them we are going to discuss. Uh, so my contribution here is also to to give you a taste of all the aspects that uh, previous uh, scholars did not approach. Okay, so new information about it that shows also. To what extent this is a this is, as I suggested, a device for open contemplation. Um, unfortunately, Al-Mansub did uh, not grasp the spirit of the text. So there are a significant number of mistakes in his edition. Mainly because he presumed, knowing very well the language of numbers in Ibn Arabi, he presumed that he would be using. The Western system he privileges, uh, he he normally uses first. But in fact, as Ibn Arabi does in the, in the Fihrist, you, you may go to the articles we are producing, Steve Histenstein and me in the journal, and see that as he does in the Fihrist, in the Mansil al-Manasi, probably because it is directly connected to to revelation and to let's say to the to the orient of revelation he's using the oriental system so many 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 of the numbers in the book as uh, al-mansur present them are wrong in their interpretation so this this makes that the text even if the arabic of his arabic in the edition is uh, very good and is based on the on the best uh, manuscript um uh, with an audition certificate of Ibn arabyan in the with his companions read in in six hundred eleven with in saudakin, etc, so even if it is a very good edition in that respect, it's not helpful to come to understand the this matter of the patterns on distances in the book, so the abjad codes are not at all solved in any of those editions. so this makes difficult experience of those who approach the text and say, okay, I don't get it. I will. I hopefully go as far as to explain in what sense Ibn Arabi is using in this book a very conscious, a very, uh, a very specific uh, technique of uh, w- that we could uh, we could call even a maq using the the Quranic term um, that he say. Uh, it, uh, and a strategy of ambivalence and a strategy of ambiguity i even uh, i i would go as far as to say that he is on purpose misleading the reader in every at every different step so in the one hand he's clarifying things in the other hand every time he's giving, for example a list of elements of 19 elements he would always introduce a change so that you will not be able to establish a clear correspondence. There, will, there are always changes that, uh, that constitutes a real trick, so that you have really to be persistent to overcome this appearance of, uh, of a text that at the first sight you say, oh, it's not coherent. i give you an example. He would count the distances in between Manassil in a way, but suddenly in some places... He counts on purpose, clearly on purpose. It's not a problem with the manuscripts or with the Arabic. Clearly on purpose, he counts otherwise. So it's completely misleading because you say, the rule you are following changes. He does that at every step. But if you persist, then you reach, uh, uh, the then you realize the clarity of the whole structure, the whole pattern and how it works. Okay, so a, a tricky procedure that is extremely conscious, uh, it's not just omissions or ambivalence or symbolical expressions that render you perplexed, that is, deliberate, deliberate, uh, um, let's say, even mistakes that are there for you to, to find out, okay? He explains in the text that he will not explain the procedures, the how, the yet, how the text works, so that... Undue attention, the, the, the attention of the, those who are, uh, the people of pretension, let's say he called them muddai, will not, uh, will not, uh, be a problem. So he's protecting the text from undue attention. Well, um, I guess this is very clear in chapter 22, where in the, in the mansil you can't find out because he gives the keys here and there, you are, Uh, procedures are always explained, but in chapter 22, you cannot possibly find out the order of the 114 uh, uh, stations corresponding to the Quran, because he would, for example, take off the word Mansil in in between the name of two of of the stations. So instead of saying the station of this and the station of that, he says the extension of this and that, and then you are lost. Okay? So... Uh, He does that on purpose, right? And it's very interesting to realize that and to realize that we have to consider this dimension of Ibn Arabi's writings in general, where he's really on purpose hiding things to us in such a way that the the heart and the mind must become flexible to see that and to proceed within this uh, difficulty to reach uh, clarity. But it does work. And once you see the whole picture, it's like a jewel, it's like like a diamond perfectly perfectly work with. Okay. Now let's say something on the terms of the title of the book. You see that it is the, the Mansil Al-Manasil, and already uh, Chodkiewicz and, and, and Abdelbaki after him and um uh, and Eric among others, they already Explained very well that mansil is a, a word from root nasala that means descent. So a mansil comes to also come mean home, but uh, originally is a place of descent. So for example, if you go with with your camel or your horse and you descend, so you are in a, a stopping place, a lighting place, a, a place of descent. Okay, as in the case of the munasala, which is a mutual descent of God and, and human being. In that case. A mansil is as well a place of the scent of the divine word or a place of the scent of, of a human in his mi'arash, in his ascension, so that he is going through the citadels of the Quranic surahs through a landscape similar to a mountain, climbing through the, through the walls of the citadels. So that, uh, in Narabi place with this concept in the, in the book several times. So that, uh, in this uh, double movement, the mansil might be seen as a, in the process of a descent or ascension. Um, now, in the Quran, it, the term appears a couple of times, and is always related to the manasil al kamar, to the to the faces of the moon. So, another way to understand the book is the is the 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 mansion or the the mansion of the mansions. Meaning the the mansions of the of a circle of the circle symbolized by the full moon, meaning that in in some respect these uh, manasil uh, are connected to the to the circle of the zodiacal mansions. Okay, so in one respect it uh, it refers to the mansions of, of the su- su- Quranic suras. In another respect, it refers to the circle of existence of the three hundred sixty degrees. And so to the, to the zodiacal uh, circle of existence, right? So, um, think of this. The author would say that the mansion that gathers all mansion is this very book. The book we are dealing with is itself an inclusive mansion that unites all possible mansions, not only as understood in, in the, in the, in the book in particular, but in the cosmic book, in any dimension of existence. Why is it the book that unites all uh, all mansions? Well, also one key for that is in the understanding of the term Fahwaniyya. There are several titles that include or, or that deal with a, with a matter of Fahwaniyya is ever present in Ibn Arabi, but it exists a book called Kitab al-Fahwaniyya in the Fihirist right this is kitab ta so it will be in the first part of the, our article on the fihrist and uh, kitab ta so book 9 on the fahuaniya because one of the value numerical values of al fahuaniya if we count the Shadda of the ya is 36 precisely the value corresponding to the third 360 degrees of the circle so in that sense this would this work in Arabic claims is about divine speech right and different ways of speech. So it is about the presence, about the Kalimatul Hadra, he says, about the kun. So it is about the presence of the of speech and the order and all creation and existence. But this is not the Kitab Mansil al-Manasil. Mansil al-Manasil, in fact, is not mentioned nor in the Free nor in the Ijazah. Why? Because the actual title, as we uh, we prove in the second part of this article in, in, in the journal, the, the, the title that corresponds to that book is the Book of 19. Kitab at Ashar. And this is the book that Ibn Arabi catalogues with the code, with the abjad code, Dal 34. And we see there that at this uh, uh, Ashar has a value of 34, the name of of 19 has a value of 34. Okay, so this 34 of the code is not just significant in terms of the coding of the Fihrist, it's an essential feature of the content of the book itself, which is on the one side, uh, on the one side is, is 19, and on the other side is 34. Well, I introduced already the notion that 34 is the double of 17, and 17, among other things, is the value of mi'arash, right? So when Ibn Arabi says at the end of the Mansil, in the last sections, after the distances exposition, he says, and and, uh, and there are 34 mi'arash, and you say, oh, yes? Why? What does that mean? Well, then is a, he, he specifically mentions the Mi'arash, Aisha, and if you count Mi'arash and Aisha, it gives 34. 34 is thus a very significant number related to the name of 19. Okay, there are many other approaches, but we start giving some elements on how to contemplate the dynamic of the book. So, it's quite amazing. You realize that the coding Uh, The abjad coding 34 is so significant for the, for the content of the book. Ibn Arabi do not explain in the 50s what is the content of the 99. But once you work on the book, it's absolutely evident that the, the ninth, the book of 99 is not, is no other but Mansil al-Manasil. I will explain that now when I speak of number 19 and the content of the book. There is a, another, there is another book that is deeply related to, to that, uh, because it deals with the Fahuaniya, and it is the, the work, uh, called in the Fihris Ya Wahua e Kitab al huwa So the Kitab al huwa in fact, is also a book on the Fahuaniya. Uh, I just, uh, working on the chapters of the Kitab al huwa I realized in, in, immediately using the fahua, you see the huwa, the pronoun huwa, but this is a, a book on the pronouns, right? And you realize that every section of the book, uh, which is, there are a number of munajad, uh, four main munajad, intimate conversations, each of them deals with a divine pronoun, all of which are contained within the word al-fahuaniya. Within the word fahuaniya, you have the beginning the, is the symbol of the Fa of, of Fahuaniya, which is the letter Fa, which is the letter of opening, Fat, uh, the beginning of Revelation, okay, and, and is the is means the mouth. Then you have huwa. We saw the the book of Huwa is mainly concerned with huwa, because as we are going to see, huwa is to the letters, what nineteen is to the numbers give me a moment to explain that before i end up and explaining the nature of the words phala because then after huwa we have an alif and a nun so, so the 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 pen and the inkwell but those are the letters followed with by a ya these are the letters of the pronoun ana i and also of the pronominal form inni which is the matter of another of the intimate conversations of the book and then uh, finally, there is a conversation on anta, the pronoun for you, so we have alif nun in fahwani, and then we have the final ta which is a "ta, so with those letters we compose you so this is for you to understand how deeply. Uh, Ibn Arabi reflects on the relationship of letters that he considers an alive community. And when you face the nature of this word he loves so much, Fahuaniya, and you realize how many symbolical ex- uh, expressions it contains, so much that he would devote a whole treatise, the, the reflection on huwa, to this word, then you see how uh, his contemplation in this kind of hermeneutics uh, proceed. Now, let me discuss what I just said. Why is it the the book of the 19? What does it mean that 19 is the inclusive book that gathers all stations? Well, 19 is a very beautiful symbol. Uh, Realize that it is composed of one and nine. So you have oneness and you have the highest expression of multiplicity, which is the nine. Okay, so in some, in some uh, stories, uh, nine, uh, nine would be the, the number of letters of the Adanic Suryani primordial language, so that we, with the nine digits, you can compose any possible number, right? Well, is the first and only number that contains one and nine exclusively, right? The first and the last. So it is an expression of the alpha and the omega of, of existence in numerical terms. Um, Of course, if you, if you sum one plus nine, so the, the resulting is the result is one. So 19 is the expression of the Wahid al Wahid al Kathir, the one multiple at the same time is the expression of a of essential unity. Yes, so we can say uh, some other properties that are amazing in 19 is, for example, the fact that the triangular number of 19 resulting from the sum of all the previous numbers for so 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 18 plus 19 equal what? 190. So if you proceed to find out the triangular number of 190, you will go to 19 plus the number of zeros etc. as infinitum, if I'm not wrong, if there is a mathematician and he finds out that this is wrong, please tell me. Because I assume that 19 will always repeat as a triangular number. And this is uh, an amazing property. But uh, what uh, what Abdelbaki did not explain uh, is that uh, 360 is connected to the nature of 19. How? If we multiply... 19 by 19 we obtain 361 and what is that precisely this is precisely the 360 degrees of the circle plus the one of the center okay so a very important uh symbolical dimension of the number 19 because it will be connected to the structure of the mansil al as I will explain in a moment. Let me before get back to the Fahuanilla, uh, uh, I say that the word Al-Fahuanilla equals 36, so 360 degrees, but it also equals, if we count differently, instead of Ha-Tamarbuta, which is four, and not the Shadda in the Ya, another possible counting, only for this word, the others are always the same in the title, is uh, is 34. OK, which is, as I say, the double of uh, 17, the 34 connected to the mirage. as we shall see uh, if uh, we have the time. Now, I guess this is very, this is staying tight no, for you, for the attention. But relax, take it easy, get what you get and don't worry about understanding everything, which is a little bit fast. But now let me go deeper into the idea that huwa in the term ha- fahuaniya, is uh, HUWA is itself an expression of the Alpha and the Omega. HUWA is composed by the letters HA and wow, so is the HA for the Divine Insiety, for uh, signifying the Divine Identity, for the letter HA with value 5, and wow is the last of the phonic letters, OK? The HA is the first letter in the breast, from the in the phonic alphabet. The wow is the last. So it is the same as 19 in the sense that hua contains all the spectrum of the, of the sounds of the letters. Okay, all letters are contained in the original divine, same, same divine symbol of the ha, and they, all their properties through the points of articulations are contained in the final creation representing human being, which is the letter Wow of value 6 okay so this alpha and uh, an omega in terms of letters is uh, is the same symbol in of 19 in terms of number so in a sense 19 is the symbol uh, for the all the the quranic mansions all the dimension of the divine speech and manifestation this is why This particular book is also called the Book of Nineteen. Well, the Book of of Nineteen has the following structure. First, you get 19 sections. Those 19 sections refer to the 19 ways in which the Quranic surahs start at the beginning of their texts. For example, those suras that start with the Hamd. So this will be the first of the nineteen main sections, matrix sections, is the those that are connected to to praise. A number of them, okay. Then the second the second uh, main station or mansion would be the one that is connected to Rumus to symbols, which means. All those the, the all those that start with uh, l- with pure letters with the letter, so-called uh, luminous letters or or isolated letters huruf al-mukatta so like alif lam mim in the case of the second surah, etc. Noon kaf all those that start with symbols in this particular one there are. Five subsections, depending on whether they start with one letter, two letters, five, three, four, five. Okay. Um, then, um, for example, other ways of beginning all those all those suras that start with uh, Subhan. So those this is the Mansil of the Tasbih of glorification, and so forth. So nineteen main main ways of starting the suras. Those are the 19 major mansions. So, the traveler goes through the 114 mansions, subsections, because each one of those 19 has got a number of subsections. In the whole, 114 corresponding to the Quranic surahs. But now, if if you want to do this journey, you can jump, let's say, from, you, you can go through all the stations included, for example, in the in the mansion of praise, and from there, go to the stations included in the mansion of symbols, etc. So, there are different ways of traveling into interpretation suggested by the text. And this is quite fascinating. I see that time goes quickly, mashallah. So I have to introduce some other notions and I cannot stop very much in these matters because I have to point to, to an amazing fact I, I discovered is that um, even in, in, in Winkle's edition, you can see that he numbered uh, a number of lists of 19 at the beginning of the text. So every exposition Ibn Arabi does within this book, uh, he never mentioned this, this numbering of the list is all implicit. Many of the things we are saying are implicit, but he will, he will include 19 elements. Well, well I, what I find, found out is that the book contains 19 lists of 19 elements. So precisely uh, if you multiply 19 by 19, we already, already found out this is a structure of 361, which is the circle and the central point. And this is uh, precisely the secret of the 19. Now, in this book, there is also a very and mysterious thing. It's the following fact. One of the misleading things that happens in the book is that when you reach the mansion of the Inni Yad, all the surahs that start with in- Inni, suddenly Ibn Arabi writes, and from the station of Suleiman to the following to the next station, there are this number of stations. And when you count, you realise that this is impossible. Uh, this first station he meant he mentions should be twenty eight. But but Surah twenty eight has already been dealt with in the in the previous mansil. So what is that? It's a second twenty-eight extension station, so the reader is lost and thinks I don't understand anything. But when you work deeper, then you understand. So we have an additional twenty-eight station that is the the sura, sorry, the Mansil, the station of Suleiman, of Solomon. And we have also another mystery: is the mystery of the fact that the sura one hundred two. Al Hakum ut hatta surtum al maqabir etc., is missing. He do not establish any correlation with it. Uh, this does not happen in the Fasl al Manasil is is, uh, is a, a chapter concerning this surah, but in the Mansil and in chapter twenty two, there is no mention of that. Surah one hundred two disappears. It could be understood that it's connected to the previous one, so it somehow follows, it's part of it. At this point, adelbaki Miftah realized that, and he writes, Allahu alam." So here he says, God knows, uh, nothing to be understood, nothing understandable as I see, okay? So now we have the problem of the additional uh, special uh, station of Solomon. If uh, He says that, in fact, that Solomon is given, uh, following Quranic quotations, is given something he only have among the prophets, and a number of things. We f- First of all, we see that Suleiman has a value of 11 in the Quranic uh, writing. As much as so many terms of the Mansil al-Manasil, Mansil is 11, Wahid, using the introduction several times, is 11, Wujud. In the introduction with this same intention is 11. Rahma, linked to, to Suleiman or the name of Rahman that are profusely used in the, in the book are 11. Okay. 11 is present everywhere in the book in the, in the key terms. But the important thing about Suleiman is that he is connected to the Basmala. So this other station that is introduced as a number 28, I would say 28A. Or even 27b. Why? Because in fact, the station of Suleiman is contained in versicles of the Surah 27 or on the, on the ant, Surah Tun Naml. Especially this passage referring to the, to, to the verse in which it is said, it is said, Innahu means Suleiman wa, uh, wa Innahu al-Rahim. So in fact, the, the fact that Suleiman is 11 and Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim contains 19 letters and is also a key symbol of the whole structure of the book, in a, in a sense, a book on the Basmala. Uh, so provides us uh, an understanding of what it means, the fact that this, this particular Surah Suleyman, uh Mansil Suleiman, sorry, is connected in fact to this verse, but is counted as a new 28th surah, because it's this surah that is connected to inna hu Rahim. This basmala is in itself a surah given to Suleyman. Look how beautiful the letters of Suleyman. No other name of a prophet contains so many letters of the basmala as if Suleyman was a naht, an abbreviation of, uh, of the basmala itself. Sorry, I cannot develop further this very interesting point. This is a whole very long section in writing, but I have to quickly move to just explain how it, how it works. For example, let me give you the example of the seal one hundred fourteen, uh, which is connected naturally to the last of the of the surah sura to nas. Of course, this is the last of the suras it is the, the last the surah on human being. Ending with a letter seen of value six, which is the symbol of human being as a wow. And so uh, from here, we go back to, to in the mi'arash of ascension to the, to the beginning, to the Fatiha. But now, how do the Sheikh calls this particular mansil? He says, is mansil al Qutub wal imamain, the mansil of the axis of the pole and the two imams. Uh he also says that there are three states in one of the lists, that is the list, the nineteen states correlated to the nineteen types of human beings of the nineteen, whatever, whatever, nineteen lists. I will obviously not read the the, the what are the, those nineteen lists, but uh we could see it if you if you feel like afterwards, or or just yes, you wait to read about it. But uh what is important is that he mentions. That at this moment a correlation of these of the the, the arifun connected the the Noah's connected to this surah, he he establishes a connection through three attributes, three attributes of the gnostics, which are to be muminun kafirun munafikun, and if we did not know other texts by like Ibn Arabi we would get perplexed. How 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 can the attributes of being Munafik or being kafir connected to, to the pole and the imamine. But we know through other passages in Futuhat how it does work. It's quite fascinating. Anyway, those three characters are connected to, of course, Rabbi Nas, Malik Nas, Ilahin Nas, these three particular divine attributes connected to people. But those three characters are also connected to the three letters of the word Nas that is being repeated through the Surah, Ibn Arabi does not mention that. But I'm I'm just giving to you a taste of how it works as a device of contemplation. He says this Surah is connected to the name Mansil al Imam. Wa, sorry, al Kutub wal and then you start contemplating, following the procedures he is giving to you through the book, and then you. Contemplate beautiful things, right? So, so, uh, imagine that we correlate the three letters of Nas to those three attributes, to the, those three characters. Alif would be the kutub, whose value uh, in Abziad 111 is the same value as the name of Alif 111. And then for you to decide, I think I wrote about it, but I don't remember what who of the two imams is the nun and who of the two imams is the sin? Okay, the five and the, and the six. Anyway, um, from there, the, the list of the stations within the 19 major sections provides a, uh, a device for, con- for contemplation, right? So suggesting so many possible sim- symbolical interactions that is, is a very rich, uh, Book to let you go through as 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 a process of hermeneutic ascension, as what I used to say, I used to to think of the term hermeneut instead of hermeneut, right? As traveling in hermeneutics, as Ibn Arabi suggests. Finally, so uh, finally, I wanted to establish that he is discussing in the in the in this book the Miarash and in few lines. He will comment on the in in two or three lines when he is discussing the thirty four, that the, there are thirty four Miaraj, But he is just elusive. In few lines, he gives six expressions whose value is thirty four, including, for example, Zahir and Batin thirty four, including Jisman wa Ma'anan thirty four. So in the in the when he says there are thirty four. Meharash, if you pay attention to the value of letters, he uses six expressions, one after the other, with the same numerical value. Of course, this is completely hidden, but this points out to the fact that he is really contemplating those things consciously and giving a lot of value to that kind of procedure uh, and approach to the text. Kulushay from the verse is a main subject of contemplation in chapter 22 and in, in the Mansil, because Kullu has a value of 360. So it's this 160 that has been uh, consigned in, in, a, in this uh, clear guide. In this same versicle, the, the value 360 is given twice. So this is why the 360 by 360 will result in the number in the total numbers of possible sciences. Uh, well, my friends, so many other things I could comment on because this is an endless book because it is the book of everything. But uh, it is certainly time for me to to stop. It has been a pleasure to to discuss this issue with you, and thank you very much for your attention.